right, hello and welcome to the first edition of the, I guarantee you, going to be the shortest lived and most poorly received podcast the Daily Texans ever put out. And I preside over all of them, so that's saying something. Uh, this is the Daily Texans official Game of Thrones podcast. We are going to be converting from talking about the Texas News Daily to talking about Westerosi News every day. Uh, but... <laughs> Let me start this off by plugging our Support Student Voices fundraising campaign. Uh, you know, the Lannisters cannot fund a war on their own. What do they have to do? They've got to go grovel. Who do they go to? The Iron Bank of Bravos. And we're asking for the same thing. You know, if we were the Lannisters, we'd be asking you to please consider donating so that we can afford more ships and to hire the Golden Company and get Euron Greyjoy to join our faction. But what we're saying is we're not a violent group. We just let, you know, if you'd consider donating to SSV, it goes to the equipment that we're using to record right now, as well as all the software that everybody in this room uses to either write, edit their stories, or edit photos in Katie's case. But uh, and now that that plug is out of the way, I want to introduce our panelists. I am JT Lindsay. I'm one of the audio editors here at The Texan, uh, and I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Liza Anderson. Hi. I'm the editor-in-chief, Liza Anderson. She's really creative with the words. Uh, Katie Bauer, our photo editor. Hey, I'm Katie. Yes, I am the photo editor here at Texan, and I'm glad to be here. All right, and then we've got Cameron Parker, who is our resident uh, balding guy and senior sports writer. Thanks for the intro, JT. Appreciate it. Well, believe, just, it or, believe it or not, other sports guys like stuff other than sports. It's just something what? that readers might well, be finding out. We'll see if you actually know anything about it, anything that isn't sports. Ooh. But uh, we're going to start with a slight recap just on where we are going into the final season of Game of Thrones. The final season, of course, debuts on April the 14th. All of us are very excited about it. I know I, at least, have my staff uh, ready to work so that I don't have to bother that day. But uh, a couple of things that we want to note before we get into the podcast. First of all, Things are going pretty wild in Westeros, uh, but most of the factions have uh, agreed to fight the Night of uh, the Night King's Army of the Dead, and they've dropped their war against the living. So right now, as it stands, uh, Jamie Lannister, the uh, you know the most lovable incest committer that you'll ever see, uh, is on his way to Winterfell, where he will join. Uh, the entire group that's joining up there. So that's everybody that's with Daenerys, that's Tyrion, that's Varys, that is Melisandre, that is Grey Worm, uh, and then joining up with Jon Snow. Jon Snow, Davos Seaworth, uh, Sansa Stark, and Arya Stark are all there, along with Gendry, Podrick, and Brienne of Tarth. They're all gearing up for a big matchup against the Night King. Uh, Cersei Lannister is up to her old tricks. You cannot trust her, just like you can't trust her to go outside of her family for romantic entanglements. You can't trust her to hold up to her word. Uh, Cersei uh, had agreed to fight the living, or fight with the living against the dead, but it turns out, no surprise there, that she's not doing that. Uh, she is gearing up with Euron Greyjoy to attack the living while she can and to make the, make the final push to be the one and only ruler of Westeros. But... Uh, you know, we've got a couple other fun things. You know, Daenerys and Jon are related. Jon is actually Aegon Targaryen. Dun dun dun. Uh, and they're still gonna they're still gonna sleep together. So you know that I think is the most peak Game of Thrones thing you can have. It's like violence, a little bit of like magic mystery, and then just straight up incest. So uh, it's shaping up to be a good season. But we're gonna get into a few of the questions that I have for these guys. Do do, we, do you guys have anything to add on that summary before I continue? 
But uh, let's go ahead and get started. The first question I have for you guys, this is a lighthearted one before we get into the real ones. We talked a little bit about Daenerys and Jon. Of course, they're very cute together and very related together. But what is the ship? And that is, I had to explain this concept to Cameron Parker just 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, what is a ship, Wise Anderson? It's a couple that you want to get together. Yes. So the question is, who is the couple that you most want to get together? Most people's at the beginning of season seven was probably Daenerys and John. That one's taken. So what's a ship that we has not happened yet that you guys are looking to see happen? Well, first off, does this mean romantically or anything? Make your, make your case, buddy. Okay, you want me to go first? Well, my, my argument, or who I want to see get back together, not romantically, but I want to see Tyrion and Lord Varys back together in some way in this final season. I thought when they were together... Their dialogue was some of the best writing the show's had in its entire history. I think you're going to need to make a romantic case for that. I mean, I, I, okay, go ahead, but you do not get into the logistics of it, but we know with Varys it's going to be a little difficult. But go ahead. If you want, it'd be, it'd be a little awkward, I think, just for the, the height. I bet, I bet Varys is probably, what, like 6'5", you think? 6'5"? How tall do you think he is? I think he might be a good, like, 5'10". 5'10"? I don't know. How tall is Tyrion? Tyrion's like three. He's like three eleven, three ten. How tall is Peter Dinklage? Uh, I don't know. What Liza is our fact check. Varys is five foot nine. Okay, so it might work out. But okay, but I mean, but, of that's, course, but that's not my argument for. I thought you meant by ship. Peter that. Dinklage is four four. Okay. So just a foot and five inches. That's not that. That's not that weird. That's perfect. Yeah. So, but again, Varys has no genitalia. Okay. Well, I didn't mean it romantically. I meant as I thought you were talking about when I asked you earlier about ship. You just meant two characters, like in some form, getting back together. I thought well, you meant like a reunion. I'm teaching you a lesson, all right? right? I'm in charge of this podcast right now. Who's in charge of Westeros? Cersei Lannister. I lie, she lies. Get used to it. Their uh, their lack of physical stimulation would be made up by their mental companionship. So we are making a sexual case for Varys and Tyrion. I mean, it went there. Kate, Katie Bauer, it seems like you've really thought about this. Katie Bauer, Daily Texan photo editor, <laughs> has um, put quite a bit of thought into this. No, I just, you know, I thought I would take it to the to the romantic level, um, but that is not the pair that I came up with. My ship, which I have just started rewatching uh, the season. Hopefully, I can make it through. I mean, the series. Hopefully, I can make it through before eight premieres. Um, but I want to see Arya and Gendry get together. I think it would be really sweet. Um, there is a line in the show where they talk about being each other's family, and he responds to Arya saying that she would not be his family, she would be his lady. And I just, you know, that stuck with me, and I would love to see them come together. So do you think that he would, like, propose to her by making her a really... Like dope sword. Yes, a dope ass, like needle times one hundred. Okay. What about hot pie and Arya? Because I think I don't want to see hot uh, pie. Would you rather again. have a sword or would you rather have a nice hot pie? Hot pie, exactly. <laughs> yeah, his his name is way too on the nose. Like if Arya was like, I like to kill Stark, like that wouldn't be very good. But hot pie just was like, I'm good at making stuff. Do you like this <laughs> this wolf shaped? He's the lovable fat guy in the show. Okay, no. no Samuel Sam Tarly, well, Tarly okay, takes is that the title. lovable fat guy. 
get out of here. Varus <laughs> could even be made the case for it. It, Rethink your fat guy rankings on Game of Thrones. Cameron's, while Cameron's thinking about his fat guy <laughs> rankings, we'll get back to that later. Liza, what, what, is, what is your ideal ship? Uh, is it okay if I say Sansa and her self-respect? Yeah, absolutely. Get into that. Uh, yeah, I think she's earned it. I think she's come into her own, and I'm really excited to see uh, Sansa without a male counterpart in season eight. Okay, okay. And do you think that she's going to like find a, a male counterpart? I sure hope not. She's been burned too many times. She's been burned too many times. Uh, probably literally knowing Ramsey Bolton, mm. like just physically probably burned her in some way or another. Uh, my, my ship is, uh, and I'm going to go against what I said to Cameron, and I'm going to do something not romantic as well because I'm a rude person. Uh, my ship is between Davos Seaworth and anybody who can be a son figure to him because he was such a good dad. And he was such a good hand to stand this Okay, you realize we're going to do the same thing that we did to Cameron, which is make you explain Davos's now sexual relationship with his son figure. Okay, um, so he's. he's so let's wor- say it's Gendry. Okay, we're gonna let's say it's Gendry. Well, I want to say a couple of things to establish. Hold, hold this. on, Gendry or Gendry? I think it's Gendry. Gendry. It, but okay. it could be Gendry. Okay. I do not okay. know. But either way, who? So obviously Davos has been a part of a couple of different regimes, right? He was the hand of the king to Stannis Baratheon. May he... I don't want him to rest in peace because I want him to just be straight up dead. But, you know, he had this relationship with his son. His son died at the Battle of Blackwater. He had this relationship with Stannis's daughter and she was burned alive for no good reason. We can get into Melisandre just dying later. But I would like her to, at least. She won't die. I, wa- I know she won't. It's, it's sad. But anyway... So he's, he, he's got all this group, but he moved from Stannis Baratheon, whose only family issues were, you know, burning his family alive, to now he's the hand of the king to Jon Snow. Uh, and Jon Snow is, unbeknownst to him, engaged in a relationship with his family. So I bet Davos Seaworth is going to see him and say, you know what, I really admire you, Jon Snow, and I'll counsel you, but I feel like to best counsel you on your romantic entanglements with your family, I need to have a relationship with somebody I think I am family with, and that would be his son figure, Gendry. And let's just say they would like be in the forge, and Gendry would be like, oh no, I accidentally almost chopped your hand off. And Davos would be like, I don't have any fingers. And then they'd just get into it, you know what I mean? It'd be steamy. That's the whole fourth episode, is just Davos and Gendry getting it on. It's For upsetting. an hour and 30 minutes. For an hour and 30 minutes, yeah, they do like a 90 minute episode. Um, but anyway, that you asked for details, and that that was it. And you gave them to me. Um, th- does anybody have anything to add on the uh, the ships? I mean, I, um, here's my suggestion: maybe the maybe the real relationship with the friends that all died over the course <laughs> of Game of Thrones. That joke didn't land. All right, <laughs> having a great day. Uh, we're gonna keep on rolling down our list of questions. He's gonna cut that part out. I am not. Um, <laughs> I will leave it all in. I'm very lazy at editing. But next, our question is, I think, should be a fun one. Our advisor Peter Chan had a really good question or answer to this one earlier. Uh, the character that you would most want to see die in season eight, Liza. We're gonna start with you, Daenerys. Explain. Oh my lord. I think it'd be fun. Oh Why would it be fun? Because wow. she's going to go out so big, y'all. She's going to go so evil, or she's going to get, she's just going to get so tyrannical, and it's going to be fun to watch. Because she's not going to die like 
innocent. She's gonna die having earned it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm all about women in power and, and women who are evil in power. And I, I'm really excited. So do you like, are you a big fan of Cersei then? I am a big fan of Cersei. But I think that Cer- Cersei's death is not going to be as much fun because it's never oh, going to be... so much fun. No, it's never going to be, be as be satisfying the entire show. as watching Cersei. Because when Cersei dies, everything that she brought with her is gone. She's got to die in like the last two minutes if she dies. She's already got three dead kids. She's got a baby that I'm betting is going to be a dwarf just for karma reasons. What does she have left? She's got Darth Mountain and Euron Greyjoy. Right. She's so completely divorced from all motivation. She's just completely insane. It's just chaos. I can't wait. So you're saying Daenerys is going to reach that point? I think Daenerys is going to go Mad Queen. In in five, six episodes? Well, she's already kind of there. Yeah. She, I mean, she was exhibiting it in the battle between the, uh, the, the Lannisters and her army. She, she burned some people alive. And remember, her advisors had to had to tell her like, "Hey, step off, bro." What I mean, Katie, you you have a lot of thoughts on your face right now. Who do you want to most see die? Um. So I mean, this is just going to be the exact opposite of Liza. I want Cersei dead. I don't think <laughs> she's ever had a redeeming quality. I mean, you could argue her, you know, vengeance on. Um, the the nurse lady, whatever her name was, nurse, that, nurse Ratched. I yeah, don't nurse Ratched. Um, I mean that that was a little cool that you know she came back and and the irony and all that, but she just throughout the season, there's not been one sliver of you know her that I have wanted to cheer for, and I just think she can she can go. But she's so interesting. You're not, you don't root for her. You're not like, oh, she has all these redeeming qualities and I want her to be happy. It's just like, if she goes away, what is the show at that point? That's true. She had, she, there was definitely a spot that she had to fill in, in the story. And, but that doesn't make me like you her You think anymore. it's over? <laughs> yeah, I'm with Katie. I, I think Cersei for sure, but I feel like everyone already wants Cersei to die. And it's most likely probably going to happen that it's not really like a big surprise anymore. But I think I would love to see the mountain die. Okay. You mean Darth Mountain? Darth Mountain. Yeah. I would love to see the hound just slice him up into a million pieces. Franken Mountain. Franken Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, Frankenstein's Mountain. Frankenstein's Mountain. Uh, that rem- I, I think actually that informs my answer. I'm glad that you said that. I want... I just realized I was going to say Bran Stark because I find him so irritating. Yeah. But I have pivoted now just because of that to Maester Kyburn. Yes. Wow. Because Kyburn is the most annoying character in the whole show. He's just How? like, I am evil and I have created these evil things. And like, we know Kyburn. Like, you look, you're wearing black robes the whole time. Like, we get it. I'm tired of it. I want him to die and I want like Cersei to turn on it. But I also want Cersei to die. Maybe at the hands of Kyburn. She has, she has two friends. It's Kyburn in the mountains. So like, she won't turn on. <laughs> it's not a great lineup. <laughs> what about Euron Greyjoy? Well. Mm, he's more of a means to an end. This is true. Are they are they sleeping together at this point? They gotta be. If, if Jamie's gone. like. Do you think like she has him recite her own family tree during? Maybe maybe like a, like a, <laughs> a fifth cousin she's gonna yeah. find or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
She just she she's like, running back to Cashley Rock to find some nephew or something. Like, is your last name? Does it start with an L? I just need something. <laughs> blonde hair. I just need blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just like I don't want to get into that. Um, but you want to talk? You want to talk about more of Davos and Gendry? But you don't want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a bad person. All right. That's what we're establishing here. I'm a hypocrite. And when you play the Game of Thrones podcast, you either win or you tell the truth. And that's basically dying to me. So that's what I've done. <laughs> well, the next question we have is the exact opposite of our character we most want to see die. It is a character you most want to see uh, get a happy ending. There are three acceptable answers uh, to this question for me. I will not reveal them until you guys have spoken. Uh, we're going to start. We have not started a segment with you, Katie. We're going to start with you. Okay. Um, I think that I have to say Jamie. Um, he uh, has just had such a beautiful character arc. He threw Bran out a window. Okay. Also, well, that's he, where he started. There's there only up to go. The worst hair in the entire history of the show. He sexually assaulted his sister while they uh, were right next to their child's coffin, or like their dead body. You know, that was also... That was like season six. <laughs> okay. Um, he killed his I, cousin. Like, I, like I've said, I'm rewatching it right now. I'm in the, like... He and Bran have just started pairing up together uh, area of the series. And right now, I'm just like, dude, you got to get your golden hand. And you got to, like, you got to you gotta become who you were meant to be, not who you, you know, not the family you were born into. You got to. Then you slept with for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, and that, you know, it's just they're, they're really holding him back. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind Jamie having a happy ending. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Liza, what do you think? Uh, the character that I most want to see get a happy ending is actually Brienne of Tarth. Because I feel like oh. she's earned it. She hasn't... You thought Brienne Stark. I did not. I thought... I think Brienne of Tarth is a great... I thought she did say Brienne at first. But yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Well, Brienne of Tarth, she's never done anything wrong. And she just wants... She just wants to help. She's too loyal. She's... Well, but that's a good flaw to have in this show where we're debating over someone's incest and Some of it's murder. Good, so <laughs> How like, do you feel about incest, JT? Anti. Anti. Are you? Unless it's Jon Snow okay. and Daenerys. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but let, like, what does a happy ending look like for Brienne of Tarth? I think that a place on the King's Guard of whoever's on the Iron Throne, provided that it's not an evil person, and she gets to she gets to serve, and she gets to have the social position that she was denied, and she gets to train other little fighters. All right, that, that's good. you that, two. This that's is, lovely. These are two very upstanding things. Okay, Cameron, ruin it. <laughs> Cameron's gonna be like, I want like the mountain to have a good. And we're like, you said you want him to die, which death would be its own release for the mountain. So I continue. Happy ending? Would that cons- wouldn't a happy ending just be the character living through the end of the show? Not, I feel necessarily. Like, not necessarily. I feel like that's gonna be the best, best like the highest ceiling for most of these characters is if they can make it to the final episode. I mean, I think most of them are gonna be gone after the Battle of Winterfell. Okay, so who are you advocating? So my who I want to see them the most, or who has the happy ending is Jorah. Interesting. He's not going to get it. He's going to die for Daenerys, and that's going to be his, his happy yeah, ending. Yeah, let's that's talk... Only, a, that's his only way out. If your definition is staying alive, I mean, to Liza's point, isn't the best thing he can do die for Daenerys yeah, Targaryen? Yeah, that's, that's true. But, like, what do you... What, what does a happy ending 
beyond just living look like for you? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there really is one for most of these characters, right? Yeah, I mean, all right, that's dark. Like, Grana Tarth, yeah, she wanted to be King's Guard to Renly. And she lost that because she also loved him, too. But for her to serve as King's Guard, it kind of makes up for it. For Jorah, you know, his life was completely ruined because of what he did when he was in Westerosi. Now, he just loves Daenerys, but, you know... Kind of he, a creepy way. Though. Yeah, kind of like a creepy uncle. That would fit this show, all right? Like, let's not act like that's the whole show. Maybe, maybe it comes out that he's related to Daenerys, and then <laughs> yeah. they get together. And then she's like, "Ooh." She's like, "I had never considered you as a suitor when I thought we weren't related." <laughs> you look pretty good to me. He does have blonde hair. He does have blonde hair, and he does not mind killing for the Targaryens. So, fits. Um, my answer is the only right answer, in my opinion, uh, and that is Tyrion. What does a, a Tyrion happy ending look like? Tyrion specifies in the show what a happy ending for Tyrion Lannister is. But then he says that he doesn't want that. Yeah, but I think that once he goes through, for context, what he said was that he wanted to like have a vineyard where he could just make his own wines and he could really... And, you know, he would, ha- he would just enjoy the sun. He would be away from all the action. Now, to Liza's credit, he does admit that he always wants to be a part of the action. But I think he's going to go through season eight and he's just going to be gonna so... Going to fundamentally change as a person. Yeah, he's going to be disillusioned. First of all, fundamental change is the entire name of the game for this show. Like, Jamie, we go from thinking he's terrible to Katie making a not terrible argument for him having a good ending. <laughs> so Tyrion's just going to look at this and be like, uh, I'm in the middle of it. And I'm tired. I don't want it. Like I saw the Night King. I'm scared. I don't want to do this. And he's gonna he's gonna try to get out of it all. And I think that that would be a happy ending for him. Either that, or he ends up on the Iron Throne. Those are the only two happy endings for Tyrion Lannister. All right. Moving on to our next question. This is a big one. This is one that uh, even including it has been a topic of debate uh, because certain people at this table do not believe that it's a question even worth asking. But my question is this. Who or what is the Night King really? We haven't heard much from the Night King. Uh, you know, they have no, di- no none of the White Walkers have any dialogue except for in the unreleased pilot of the show. But who or what is the Night King? I imagine this is a reveal that we're going to get in this season. What are y'all's theories on who that's going to be or what that's going to be? I'm not going to go to Liza first. I'm going to go to Karen Parker. He has something to do with, with Brandon Stark. Yeah, why is that? He, he just has to because of when the scene when Bran is with the um, the old guy that they changed actors with between seasons, who's on the on the the, the tree the throne, three eyed raven. Now, yeah. when he the White Walkers, they can't come in there, right? Well, they they couldn't. They yeah. couldn't at the time, but then when Bran was in his vision and saw him, then the Night King could come through. Because he so, touched him. So he touched him. Touched him. Are they the same person? I don't know. But I, one of the best theories I've seen so far on Reddit is that the Night King just wants to get to the south, south part of Westeros because there's some magical place that he can take him and all his White Walkers and turn them back into living beings, mm. which I think is a really good theory. Is it true? I don't know. I think it's probably going to end up doing something with Brandon Stark. That's, that's, like, that's the safest answer, the simplest answer. Okay. I, I tend to agree with you, but Katie Katie seems to really be t- taken aback by that. I I'm just trying to you know follow along. Um, 
I, I'm not sure if I really buy into any conspiracy about the Night King. Um, I, I do think, I do believe uh, that there will be some way to counter the, the like undead zombiness. Um, so I agree with that part, but I, I think that he's just the, the first man dude that got stabbed by the children people mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of sp- a lot of proper nouns in that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and and he's you know coming back to to fight i don't, I don't know all right um i'm gonna go ahead and get into my theory just before we get into lies i i tend to agree with you cameron that there's some sort of connection but i think that, that connection goes beyond just brand stark i think it's all stars so, like, a lot of theories on the internet, and apparently, like, one of the things in the book, which I don't care about the book, but, like, whatever. In the books, apparently, there's some sort of connection to the Night's King as the character in the book and the Starks. So, I'm thinking that there's, like, some sort of quid pro quo that's going on that they just need. There always must be a, there must always be a Stark in the Night King or, like, whatever. So, I think that he's got this connection to Bran Stark because he's just trying to get to the Starks and he's going to get, like, Jon Snow or... Jon Snow, um, and, and then they're going to do something like that. But I think it's like an ancient Stark or something. Or maybe even like Brandon the Builder. I don't know. So what would be the whole point of getting to Jon Snow then? In that well, theory? one theory that I've seen on Reddit, just we're going to plug Reddit. Uh, uh, Reddit. In case you guys haven't heard of Reddit yet. Um, Reddit is actually one of the sponsors of our show. Reddit, where white men go to act like they're entitled. That's, they, do it. they do that everywhere. It's true, but they really do it on there. Um, but on Reddit, one theory is that, uh, Jon Snow will, at the end of the show, in a noble sacrifice, give himself up to become the next Night King to prevent, uh, to prevent war against, or prevent more bloodshed against the living. So basically the Night King is just looking for his successor and that Jon Snow would give himself up to that because he's like the most royal guy there is in Westeros. I mean, he's connected to the Targaryens and the Starks. So that's what I'm thinking. But Liza, what what do you think? I think the Night King is just the Night King, and the, these theories are dumb. But like, why? Because it, it just it seems so far down the road. Like it's such a stretch, and it's just why can't we just have a bad guy that's just a bad guy? Uh, Cersei Lannister is the, the bad guy. But I just it just doesn't it just it doesn't make sense to me. And I I've read the theories and, and everybody that says that oh well he Bran was touched by the Night King, so he's the Night King. I'm just like that in my opinion, kinda seems like we're reaching a little with that one. He's too destructive to be anything other than just a bad guy, and I think. But how is explain? How has he been destructive, really? I mean, he's basically, and I, I don't want to get too uh, AP literature, but it basically it's just the winter are the are the whites. It's just it's just this unstoppable force that you can't understand, and you have to fight it anyway. And that's why we're seeing all the humans teaming up to take on this force doesn't make sense that he's somehow also a Stark and he's going to get looped into the power drama. It's just, no, he's just, he can kill a dragon. He can command an army that you can't uh, understand. And it's not, I, I don't think there's anything fishy going on. I, I agree with the part about being with the Starks. I don't think he has a relation to the past Starks. I think that if he does have a relation, it's only the brand, but there's got to be something. 
I think the brand thing might make sense with like, but They're not like brand notes. is the Night King, but like maybe they have like a like a Voldemort Harry Potter thing going on where they were like forged together somehow. That would make sense to me, but not like this twelve year old Stark is also but the my, Night King. My thing though is that this show is all about like like family not being like like overcoming the expectation. If we if we expected the Night King to be one thing, they're gonna be like, nope, the Night King is really Cersei. Like, you know what I mean? Or it's like Cersei's hairdresser who's Cer- who's mad at Cersei for being mean to him after he gave a haircut or something. I'm just saying there's gonna be something going on. Well, I, I think it's That's not, not an official thing. It's not there's a reason the Night King doesn't have any dialogue. There's a reason that we don't understand him. It's cause he's not necessarily like he's an important character but he's not someone that we're told to empathize with or someone who's who, who really interacts with the plot in that way it's all about people's response to this so then he's so he's this destructive character that everyone's afraid of and scared of and supposed to be evil right what if he's just a good guy what if he just wants <laughs> like, to, i just want my people yeah. to have uh, have some just, have some warm land they're so cold <laughs> Yeah, what if that's it? Maybe he's like, man, we can't afford coats. All we got is this dead people clothes, <laughs> and there's holes in them. And like, come on, maybe I like that. I think that would be cute if at the end he was just like, like Jon Snow's like, oh man, oh man, the Night King's here. He's like, oh no, the Night King, he's here. And then like the Night King comes up to him, he's like, hey man, can I borrow one of those furs. And then that's the, that's a cut to black. I mean, it's just like created by George R. R. Martin. With the uh, so back to the. The Night King after that fabulous theory, JT. Love you too, buddy. The kid, um, I'm forgetting all these people's names, but the ones that Bran and... The Children of the Forest? No, Bran and Rickon, when they were on the way... The, the, the Reeds. The Reeds, yes. So, the son, Georgian, right? Mm-hmm. He said that he always would have visions of Bran before before Bran even fell down. Mm. So, like, he was chosen to do this. This was a thing that's been happening for a while. Or just because he sees the future, he knew it was going to happen. So which is it, then? Is it, like, Bran was already a part of it when he was born? Like, he was destined to the, be the three-eyed raven, to have some... I mean, he was clearly destined. Why would he have visions of the three-eyed raven? Why would Bran have the visions of the three-eyed raven otherwise? Because I mean, and this is something that... Some of the theories have talked about, but it's like the Three-Eyed Raven like literally transports in some way back in time and then tries, like in that scene where Ned or where uh, Bran calls out to his father, to young Ned, and Ned, young Ned turns around because he kind of hears him, the raven might be going back and visiting Bran, and Bran might be seeing manifestations of the Three-Eyed Raven. Okay. I think that that is a sound theory. Uh, either way, I think... Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think the Night King is. I hope we get some backstory that isn't just what Liza's saying, which is just like he's the Night King. Who cares? Let's just be. We got uh, two final questions. One's gonna be a lightning round, though. So this next one, this is the big one. This is what we're gonna be comparing. Uh, it's gonna be on your permanent record here, um, and that is, at this point, we have watched zero episodes of Game of Thrones, season eight. Who at the end is going to end up on the Iron Throne? And why? Elizabeth? I think it's going to be John. Why? Because I think he would do it justice. I think he would do it well. And I also think that he's... You guys are still talking? Go Cersei! (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, our advisor, Peter Chen, who uh, 
His favorite character is Cersei. Yeah, earlier I asked him who he most wanted to die. He said Jon Snow. He said, who do you, I said, who do you want to have the happy ending? He said Cersei Lannister. Sorry, you were saying. Okay, I think it's going to be Jon Snow on the Iron Throne for one reason, and that's that in the teaser trailer for season eight, they show the statues of the Stark kids, and everybody is young except Jon Snow, who's shown as an old person. Really? Which means he's going to live. Wow, or they're making you that. think that. If you watch any of the their teasers or trailers, like I don't think they have anything to do with the seasons though, because like the trailers for the last couple ones is just all like devastation, like the one that just with came the fire, out the yeah. So, but that, that is. But that was theory. the that was the only one with all the characters in it, and I don't know. I'm rooting for him. All right. I'm gonna say um, Tyrion because. Oh yeah, they have think... to resize the chair, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit in a normal chair. You can get a little booster seat. Oh my god! The legs will be flying up and down. Um. Like so I I just like to pull you know directly from the show for my evidence. Um. I, like we weren't. Like, uh, <laughs> talking like, out literal, of our asses like, over here. Quotes. Literal quotes. Um. So Varys says that he when he is uh hand of the king to Joffrey that he plays the game well and he he actually likes it the game being the game of thrones and since he does it the best and he puts up with it the best i think that will allow him to rise up to the throne all right i mean i think that's a good theory i i just again think that the logistics of sitting on the throne for him are difficult but you could have- i'm sure he could get over those if he was king I don't know, but Cameron, thoughts? So I think this Daenerys was always supposed to be the queen. She was always supposed to sit on the Iron Throne from the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So like my safe answer going into the season is probably it's going to be Daenerys. But then so another part of me thinks, okay, Daenerys might die this season, so then it would be Jon Snow. It's been This show has been kind of angling and pushing for Jon Snow to become the king these last couple of seasons. But then my other, like, way, way out theory, my, my Dark Horse, my Cinderella team for this is Sansa, which I know, JT, you like. Because of the theory, or of what the witch told Cersei, where a, a more younger, more beautiful queen will rule after you. Sansa kind of glowed up in these last couple of seasons. So <laughs> oh it might not God. just be Daenerys. Okay, so you're saying there's two contenders that are younger well, and there's, more Well, there's two, than... like, front runners. I yeah. think it's going to be Jon or Daenerys, whichever one... I mean, John has better hair than Cersei Lannister. So he's the younger and more beautiful queen. Uh, Yes. Okay. A little bit of a sidetrack, but can we discuss how likely it is for John and Danny to take the throne alongside each other? I think I I would give zero percent chance. No, that's a good theory. I like that. I'd go with I'd go with a forty percent chance, and and I think it's I think it's a perfect ending to the show, Uh, and the only reason why. It's not 100% likely. It's because the show likes to kill people. I think the reason I say 0% is I think Daenerys Targaryen is too jealous and too crazy. And so she's going to, I think she, as soon as she hears the news, like as soon as Bran's like, hey, bro, congratulations on the new girlfriend. She is actually your aunt. Like she is going to go wild. I don't think she's going to be very happy about that. And I think that the prospect of having her rule threatened by somebody else is going to make her not want to do that. So I think they're going to drive against each so, other. And 
John's going to have to do something. So you're saying that women are hysterical and jealous. I'm saying that Daenerys Targaryen is. I just don't think Danny is very good at sharing, and so I just don't think that that would be a, a feasible option, even though I would like that very much. But if anyone was to change Daenerys, would it, wouldn't it be Jon Snow? Right. But Jon Snow couldn't change Egret enough. You know, she's still stuck with the wildlings and shot three arrows at him and fighting against them at Castle Black. I don't know. Do you think he's just doomed to repeat the same relationship mistakes? Yeah, they're just going to like have sex in a cave, and then she's going to shoot him. Like That's what's going to happen. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, but my answer for who's going to end up on the Iron Throne, Cameron already said it, is Sansa Stark with Arya Stark as her either her hand or her uh, head of the Queen's Guard or just her resident murder person. Uh, are, because I think that that would be the ultimate FU to the beginning of the show where just women are completely disregarded and so i think that putting two women who are part of the most important family in the show the starks in charge of westeros would be a great way to say hey remember that time we showed a completely gratuitous rape scene that was like two seasons ago and it was sansa stark and it was sansa stark so i think that this will be a way for her to redeem her to for at least for the show to redeem itself and then for sansa to like i think she's already she was a good ruler at winterfell while john was off like, just hanging out at Dragonstone, I think she's going to be good. And Arya loves killing so much that if if she was like, hey, Arya, do you want to come murder people for me? Arya would be like, absolutely. You're my sister. I love you. And I love, the only thing I love more in my family is killing. And so I think it would really be helpful. In this situation, would Jon Snow be holding down the fort in uh, Winterfell? Jon Snow is either holding down the fort in Winterfell, is the Night King, or is dead. I think dead is the most likely. I think Arya is going to take off because she said that she always wanted to travel the world. So I think. But can you? But you can murder people all around the world. So then she wouldn't be right with right with Sansa. Maybe. If Arya, I think Arya is the most likely character to survive this season. Yeah. And I think she she just takes off. What if we're thinking too inside the box? Like, what if there will be no King's Landing at the end of this? No Iron Throne. Like, what if it, they're split back up? Right. Seven Kingdoms. What if the or something along those lines? You guys remember when Danny has the vision where she enters the the Ashen Throne Room? What if that was foreshadowing and the King's Landing is entirely so? Destroyed? Was it Ash or was it Snow? Yeah, that's the question because it could just be that Winter had come to King's Landing. Yeah. But why was the ceiling open? Because it got destroyed. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think Iron Throne or no, the question is just who's in charge. I mean, what if no one's in charge? Yeah. What I if think they go back to fiefdom? Maybe. That's what she was saying. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, the biggest question of everything, besides who will send the Iron Throne, is if the ending is being written with George R.R. R. Martin's voice or if it's going to be John and D.B. Weiss. Because if they're going their own thing, then it could be a completely happy ending. But George R.R. R. Martin, he doesn't like happy endings. Mm-hmm. He just likes to just say, fuck it. Like, and, think, and, there, and there's a fucking ending, then... I think he's given them their, their like, the the tentpole events that they have to follow, and so I'm not sure if they would really, like, go off the rails, but, like, we, we won't know. I think it's... Then. I don't think it's going to be, like, a devastating ending. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle where we, we get some of what we want, we don't get some others. I, I, I don't think that the show can, after reaching... In the last few seasons, they have gotten, they've leaned a little bit heavy on giving fans what they wanted. Yeah. And I don't see them just telling fans to screw off in the last episode. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's also a series finale, so. You could, yeah, you could go a lot of directions. There's one person I would have liked to have been on the Iron Throne, and that's Ned Stark. Ned Stark, uh, Lord Eddard Stark, who's Hand of the King. R.I.P. in peace. He was Lord of Winterfell. He was Lord of the North. Lord of our hearts. Lord of, yeah. I thought he was just okay. And uh, this is why we don't like Liza. But uh, while I hold back tears, I've got one last lightning round question for you guys before we sign off. What is your favorite Ned Stark quote? I'm just gonna say with the whatever he uh, the the terrified look before his head got cut off. No comment. Chichi's fighting back tears. A little bit. (laughs) Um, So uh, this was not actually said by him in the show, but it was in the book, and it was said by Sansa in the season season seven trailer. Uh, When the snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives and i think that is just going to sum up the whole series that the starks will there will always be a stark in winterfell uh starks are going to survive in some way or another all right there's only one quote from ned stark uh boo i already know what this is gonna be winter is coming (laughs) (laughs) in the worst ned stark accent ever uh what by the way what accent is winterfell scottish it's scottish yeah it's directly inspired by scotland Am I wrong? Well, no one has a Scottish accent in the show, but I could see not in my, you know, American Sean ears. Sean Bean's like, Bean's like, I am Scottish. That's how but then, talks. like, his wife's, like, Irish, and then But Rob she's from a different is... part of, of, of Westeros. Okay, that's sure. fair. She's from the Riverlands. She's a Tully. The Tully. Tully's. You're a Tully. Hey, hey, JT, what's your favorite Ned Stark quote? My favorite Ned Stark quote is, uh... He who passes passes the sentence swings the sword. I think that that... That's how he died, too. I think that... No, Ilan Payne did not swing the sword. <laughs> I just meant swing, sword swinging. You mean I didn't Joffrey mean. didn't swing the sword. Um, you're right. Ilan Payne swung the sword because Joffrey was just like, hey, I'm going to put you in the Night's Watch. And then he lied, and I hate him. So I would say, he who passes the sentence. He who smelt it, dealt it. He who smelt it, <laughs> dealt it. And on that note, as uh, the... We smell the the fart of Ned Stark. We're going to finish this podcast. I want to thank everybody for being on this first edition of the Daily Western OC. Uh, I'm JT Lindsay. This was Liza, Katie, and Cameron. We will be back uh, at uh, sometime probably after the first episode has come out to talk about what that episode means and then predictions for the next couple ones. But I want to thank everybody for watching listening. We are not recording this. I reco- I've recorded more than, a, or almost 100, if not more than 100 podcasts in my time in the Texan, and I've never said it for those of you watching. So, uh, there's always a first, and there's always a start in Winterfell. Thank you guys for listening.